Welcome to Holistic Hearts, a place to dive deeper into living holistically, a place where my mom shares thoughts on living fully, creating intentionally, and empowering others to come along with her in this journey. Hey everybody, welcome back to Holistic Hearts. I am pumped to wrap up the marriage and parenting series that we've been doing the last few weeks. I mean, I'm sad to wrap it up, but I am pumped to do this episode where we get to answer some of your questions. So thank you to those that wrote in and uh, just gave us some good ones, man. I have to admit there were some that I was like, gosh, I, I don't know, but I guess that just makes us human. So anyway, hello, baby. Hi. Thanks for having me back again. Yes, yes. I love it when you're here. So, let's jump right in. So, a couple people, a few people, a handful of people, (laughs) (laughs) have asked some great questions. And one topic in particular, we did not cover, and we talked about this subject um, at various MOPS conversations. Lord D, <laughs> Lord Dobson, um, over at Rebel Parenting. For those of you who do not know, uh, I have been a producer for Rebel Parenting for the last three plus years, four years almost. And um, Laura and I did a little sideshow called Moms on the Mic. And in that light, we would go to Mops and we would talk about sex. So <laughs> somebody was bound to ask a question about sex in marriage. And so here we go, guys. So the question is, the very first question is, what do you do when there's one spouse that wants sex more than the other? I'm going to let you go first, babe. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a tough one. I would say... Again, going back to the communication and having something kind of say, okay, this this is my needs. Mm-hmm. Here are the other person's needs. And I know we've, we've done that in different seasons of life too mm-hmm. um, of, okay, like here's where we're at right now. And um, here's kind of the the consistency of that um, and just being on the same page is is probably the biggest piece of it. Um, yeah. And and to be honest, right now, our, our life is pretty full. Um, and so it's it's been harder to be consistent with that. But uh, I think that's, again, just being kind to yourself and to your spouse in that of mm-hmm. like um, where you're at, but then also communicating your need and uh, and different than I think it's again making sure that you have that conversation so that uh, the other person that wants it more isn't resentful mm-hmm. um, through that. the other person isn't resentful because they're just saying yes because they have to and I, I again I think this there's a bigger um, uh, bigger message in all of that is that I mean we were, we're called to to lay down our life for one another in, in marriage and so I think it mm-hmm. it works in both ways right of like 
if one's not in the mood, then the other person that is wanting it just needs to lay that down and say, okay, like, um, there are physical (laughs) needs Mm -hmm. as well, but, um, I think coming into it, just being like, okay, I'm going to lay my, my side of it down, Mm -hmm. um, I think is a great, like heart space to like approach the whole question, um, around that in, if that makes sense. Right. Um, Well, and I think too, like if it, it was a spouse that was not wanting it as much that the part of laying down, I, I wouldn't say, because this goes back to boundaries of letting your yes be yes and your no be no, um, before you even come into that conversation of yeah or no, because you can not be in alignment and say yeah. Right. Um, and that's not cool. <laughs> Beef with some some teaching about that but here's where i'm gonna go with that is you need to sit down and like we've talked about in the last four or five episodes what is going on inside of you that you're saying no because there's something that your body is saying whether it's physical it's either emotional that you need to work through or it's mental which you need to work through and and any of those is a check-in with yourself and making sure that you're in a healthy place. And even if you're not in a healthy pit place, communicating, really struggling. Yeah. Um, I think for there are at MOPS where that question is asked every time we've spoken. What happens if one spouse wants it more than, or it's typically my husband wants it more than I want it. So then diving deeper into what what is going on a physically are your hormones okay are you getting enough sleep are you exercising getting your blood pumping every day um what are you eating because that can be a pretty good mood killer um and so making sure baseline like physically you're okay and sometimes even like physically there's something up that needs to get checked out by a doctor um, so there's that baseline. And then what else, what other things that we like to say is how can, how can you talk to your husband in a way that allows him to see what's going on in your heart? Because a lot of the times it's in care of a kid or, um, or we've, you know, put ourselves on the back burner for so long that, um, you know, maybe we don't feel the best shape that we've been in in the past or, um, and that's all internal conversation that has nothing to do with your spouse. So I hope that makes sense. So it's when there's a, 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 um, a weight, like a scale, you know, and one side's up and one side's down, Um, I think there's a beauty in weighing all of those different things that are going on. And sometimes, ooh, sorry. (laughs) Sometimes it's just life is tiring. Um, Right. A sick kid or you've got, um, I don't know, major stress. Or or even in the times that we're in right now, I mean, there's just a lot of like even... You get like, a new dog. <laughs> well, and uh, even or on, quarantine, uh, quarantine, yeah. COVID. 
there's a lot of like underlying stresses that we may not even be able to know how to put our, our a voice to mm-hmm. that um, that becomes you know it's it's hard to then know how to like express that to like what are you feeling in all of it to you know your spouse or counselor or coach or whatever mm-hmm. to even like be able to start to move from that so it's it's not just those big events, I guess is my point, mm-hmm. um, or those big things, it can be like this underlying like right. stressor that um, can then affect your sex life. Right. Um, going into that a little bit, and I, th- I think I mentioned it just a minute ago, but the idea of w- when life is busy, intuitive, but some of the great advice that we, is to actually schedule, schedule. it out yep. mm-hmm. of like, these are the days that we're going to make sure the kids are in bed a little earlier. Um, if you have older children with, with our daughter, it's telling her <laughs> like mommy and daddy need some alone time and we're not hanging out tonight. You can watch your show by yourself. And for sure expect and, the eye roll and like, <laughs> ew, yes, no. <laughs> right. And um, yeah, so I think again set schedule of what does that look like in each season because maybe week or some seasons it might be five times a week you know Mm -hmm. like and i think each we've gone through all of those seasons of Mm -hmm. um figuring it out where where the needs are and where again to your point like where we are physically mentally emotionally spiritually like all of those things and making sure that we're in a healthy place um, for all of that but again i would encourage um which i think the the initial pushback to that question or to that um way of doing it and scheduling it is like the spontaneity right um which if you've been married for any length of time and or have kids um, spontaneity is probably not as much in your vocabulary as it was when you were dating. Um, as far as like the, just Let's get up and go. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, so, um, I think that you're scheduling it and that, Hey, this is gonna, you know, it's going to happen. Right. It can actually kind of increase some of that like mental and like foreplay, mm-hmm. um, thinking about each yeah. other throughout the day. Um, so I don't I, try it on, I guess it would be my encouragement um, mm-hmm. to not just dismiss it. Yeah. But it's, uh, I think it can be a, a good thing to do. So. Yeah. And I'm going to plug a couple of great, there's books. Um, I'll put in the show links for a more in-depth look at this. We are not, we are not um, experts on no. this. <laughs> uh, any of the, these conversations, I, I'm going to point to research this. So um, I'll post a couple of books down below. And um, there's one podcast that I love. Um, their names are Tony and Alyssa DeLorenzo. And they have a podcast called One Extraordinary Marriage. And there is great questions on there that get answered. So if you have questions of like, what's okay and what's not okay. Um, what if even more conversations of what if my spouse doesn't want it and I want it. And, 
Um, so if you want to dive deeper into that, I'll post a link to One Extraordinary Marriage. They're tremendous and they don't hold anything back. So don't <laughs> listen around children. Children. <laughs> I mean, you could listen when you have your AirPods in or earphones or whatever. So, um, all right, let's see. So our second question is how to help learn communicating better. I don't know if I asked that question right, but basically how do we communicate better and what are some steps that we could take to communicate better? How would you answer that? Joshua? In just general uh-huh. is the question. Um, well, I think, I think you might've mentioned it at one point in this series, but one thing that we had, and have done it sporadically um, with consistency is uh, trying to just schedule some specific time to communicate. Like that, mm-hmm. you know, noon you're going to get on the same page for the week mm-hmm. and kind of. Talk. I think, I think that. So again, <laughs> scheduling, um, scheduling that out is <laughs> is really important as well. Um, Are we nerds? Communi- <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I, a planner. Yeah. So I think. <laughs> that's probably one of the biggest ones um in and i think it just kind of takes practice of mm-hmm. like <clears throat> expressing where you're at or like feeling comfortable to say th- or just communicate in general mm-hmm. um and you'd think that that would get you know a lot easier over time but life gets complicated and crazy and yeah. it can be Um, I mean, I feel like we find ourselves week to week and it's like, oh my gosh, like what, what's going on tonight? Like what's, (laughs) what's happening? You know, so we don't, we don't do that perfectly either, but I think, uh, little, little things that you can do to just try to like, uh, um, to just get on the same page would be one of the biggest things. I don't know if I answered that question though or not. Yeah, I think, well, with the how to communicate with our coach having this epiphany of like I have to say that out loud (laughs) (laughs) that Joshua isn't a mind reader and and I don't know if I necessarily know what's going on you know on an emotional level with myself all the time all the time either so that is where when we're talking about communicating, I go back right back to boundaries of I have to speak up with my voice and my whatever else is going on clearly so that Joshua can know what's going on. Otherwise we're both, it's that two ships in the night, you know, like, Oh, hello. Hello. Are you doing your thing? I'm doing my thing. And there's no connection. And I think that's what brings back the wholeheartedness. Um, and, oh, yeah. We're definitely still growing with this one. I mean, as you're born out of a use your voice, you know, manifesto and yeah. continuing to learn how to use our voice in not only podcasting, but in our marriage. And, well, and I think, I think there's, there's so much to that as far as not just 
in a marriage, but there's um, like communication is just so important in every relationships. Mm -hmm. Like I think kind of top down, right? Like our communication is like number one. And if like that's, if that's not going as well Mm -hmm. in different seasons, like then no wonder like our breakdown goes from there i guess is my point you Mm -hmm. know of like so i think it it is that priority of like having your communication um with in the relationship with the father and then with yourself even like Mm -hmm. being able to like communicate and know where you're at and walking through you know different things and then your um and then your spouse and then your kids, how mm-hmm. important a communication is with them, and then you know work and coworkers and friends and mm-hmm. and all of that. And then and you're absolutely right. Like then it, it comes back to boundaries and communicating what you need and where those boundaries are, so that you can um, effectively have uh, that good communication, right? And mm-hmm. and that openness, that safety, right? The and and all of that. So. And I, I would say too, so actually the Lord walked me through probably last year. I was listening to a Graham Cook study about how we, we get to use our voice and he wants to have our voice heard in our relationship with the father. Um, so he emphasized pray out loud and for me, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to. Like, I could get myself in the car, shut the door, start driving, and I'm thinking eight million things. And I'm one of those, I, I think it's just a part of motherhood stage of life where if I'm in the car by myself, it's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't turn on anything. No music on. <laughs> it's glorious. And I start thinking eight bazillion thoughts yeah. at a time. So that practice of, okay, I'm going to be intentional about actually processing and praying with the father about whatever's on my heart was such a shift in my relationship because on one hand it's like, well, he knows everything that I'm already thinking. So why would I even bother to take it or to take the time to do that? And the beauty in revealing that, and hearing my own voice um, was powerful. So I, yeah. that was a little side note, but I did just want to encourage, because this is holistic arts, um, that that is important. And I think when we practice, yeah, like what you're saying, praying out loud, talking with the Father and with Jesus and processing, then we become clear on what is our... Um, communication look like with our spouse and with everybody around so yeah real quick on that yeah uh-huh. um i think of uh, again uh, matt toth and the the toth ranch plug, plug there's gonna be a rebel. lot of links in the show <laughs> um he said um at one retreat probably many retreats but um he and i'm probably gonna screw it up but you believe your own voice more than any other voice. Yes. Um, so I think to that point, like when we say stuff out loud, out loud, when we 
um, when we are declaring not more powerful, not only for uh, for us, but those around us mm-hmm. as well. And so, anyway, that's that was just what popped into my mind as far as uh, what you were describing. So, yeah, that's good. Uh huh. All right. So, let's see. Question number three: How do you continue to learn about one another as your marriage grows? I hope your marriage is growing. Yes. Uh, how do you continue to learn, man? Well, we're constantly changing and growing, and well, and I, I think that's that's a good point. So even if you're you feel like you're staying still in your marriage, you're both growing, and so really you're going backwards, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not if you're stagnant. Mm-hmm. I guess is my point. Yep. And that's, I don't want that to be in a discouragement. I, I would just say evaluate mm-hmm. and like figure out where you're at. And then I think some practical things to put into place, which we need to get better on, um, just to be honest, in this season is like consistent date nights, mm-hmm. um, continuing to uh, just spend quality time together. Yeah. Um, I think is is one of the biggest things in, um, I mean, it, it's... I think no matter how long you've been married, um, because we're continually growing, like there will be certain things that Kristen says every once in a while. I'm like, wow, I don't think I ever knew that. Or, you know, <laughs> if I did, I completely forgot because we had four kids, four and under, or, you know, whatever it is, but mm-hmm. like those certain things. So it's, it's, it's continually growing and getting to know the other person, mm-hmm. um, and where they're at even if it's where you're at right now mm-hmm. and being genuinely interested in what's motivating them, what what they're learning, what they're enjoying, reading. Right. If you think about, too, like if you think about Josh, Josh, and then Kristen 10 years ago or your spouse 10 years ago or yourself 10 years ago, and you look back and you're like, whoa, that was a completely different person. Like, you have to make an effort. I mean, that's just, even just looking at yourself and looking 10 years ago, you're like, whoa, I'm learning more stuff about myself now than I ever did when I was 28. Like, I I feel like a different person myself right. looking at my 28-year-old self. So I think there's like this beautiful um, seasonal uh I don't know, learning of each other because of that ever evolving, growing, learning. And I know in the past with rebel parenting, we've talked about this, where if you're not growing, like you, you were just saying, you are, um, uh, not growing, but you're also just, we got a phone on the table Ah. (laughs) it's buzzing all right so you're either growing or you're not and and that's basically where you're at and it's up to you it's going to take energy to watch your spouse to um be in touch with what they're doing or what they're learning and another thing that a coach was telling me during one of our intense seasons of counseling and growing 
was, do you study what he does? Are you a student of him? Hmm. And I was like, oh, I think so, but I don't think so. <laughs> well, it takes, an it takes intentionality. Yes. It takes um, energy and effort. Mm -hmm. and, and I would say in that, um, again, your capacity in each season is a little bit different. Right. And so being, being like gentle with yourself in that because i mean with where we're at currently so i'll just talk to that like we have um you know four kids that are very different personalities different needs um and it's it's taking that intentionality towards them as well mm -hmm. and i guess i'm i'm saying all this to just know yourself in your capacity of who mm -hmm. have in, for I'll use ours as an example, we have four kids and we have each other and we have a pretty small group of friends that we, that at least for me, mm -hmm. I feel like I can, um, like uh, pour into and be intentional with. Right. right? And, and that ebbs and flows a little bit too of like how many people I, can, I have capacity to, right. to yeah. do that with. In a, in a very intentional and specific way, right? Mm -hmm. um, I guess my point in all that is uh, it's it's really important to keep your spouse <laughs> number one in that. Mm -hmm. um, the You know, your kids are close second to that of mm -hmm. like th just their needs and, and being intentional with them. But I think it's really important um, to continue, to, like you're saying, to continue to learn and be a student of your spouse, mm -hmm. especially. Yeah. Um, because, and there's different, like, uh, I don't want to keep harping on this, but there are different seasons for, yeah. like Copeland is in a very, like needing that, that kind of intentionality right mm -hmm. now, um, which is fine. It's, it's good. Um, but us just trying to like feel that out as far as what our capacity is for all right. that. Cause you only have so much energy. Right. And, um, yes. And I think as our kids grow older, it's different kinds of energy when they're right. young. Mm -hmm. It's like this physically exhausting, you're, you know, constantly moving and picking up and, um, going here and going there and grabbing the diaper bag and going to the store. And, you know, there's that physical, um, energy output. And then as our kids are growing older, and some of you have, are already past this, so you're like, Psh, girl. <laughs> but it's it's emotionally exhausting because well, you're constantly right. trying to um, guide or have you thought about this? And, oh, gosh, that's rough for me because I'm still struggling with that. Or, you know, like, um, so anyway, all of that's being said. Yes, there are seasons of super intentionality intentionality on each other and your marriage and growing. And there are seasons where more of your energy um, might be going into your kids. And that's okay. It's just a season. That's the glory of seasons. Right. Is um, it moves in and out. And... Asking, you know, going back to asking the Holy Spirit, like, what could we do right now to make sure we're touching in with each other's hearts, even though 
we may not have a consistent every Thursday night, there's a date night. Um, just being open to like, Hey, I really need to check in yeah, and see where you're at. And yeah, that can go a long way. Um, so those are, those are our thoughts on marriage in general. So yeah. man, we're already 28 minutes in people's. So <laughs> I think we'll do like one parenting question and then we'll wrap it up. And, and, and with that, um, offline, if I think we've, we've mentioned this before, but don't hesitate to, if there are specific questions or something that we didn't answer mm-hmm. that you would have liked us to, like, we would love to be a resource mm-hmm. in that as well. And having a conversation. Yeah. Uh, so. And as we go into parenting, y'all, we adore our kids. They're amazing four kids and I hope that when they listen to this like 10 years from now they are um incongruence with what we have shared and feel loved and honored and respected and um I just wanted to say that because I know we talk about you know having four kids is is a lot and it's also a huge gift oh it is yeah absolutely um, so, um, we were asked this question of, well, what's the best way to discipline your children? And I love this question because we live in such a culture where it's like, oh, have you read this book? It like nails it. You know, it covers all the bases of children. <laughs> And to that, I laugh <laughs> because being a producer for so long, especially for a marriage and parenting podcast in particular, I've read all of the books. And and even before that, um, I can tell you that when I was pregnant with Copeland, I read probably three or four books before she was even born on how to parent a kiddo and how to do sleep schedule and all of these things. And there's nothing wrong with researching and learning and um, diving into somebody else's book and opinion. And it is just it's that. somebody else's opinion yeah. and somebody else's child. And so it, it might have worked really well on a few kids. Right. And maybe or a bunch of kids. Or a bunch of kids, yeah. Um and every child is unique. And I think in our learning and our parenting experience, we have had to unlearn so much hmm. that coming into a place of really seeing our child for who they are uh, is tough. And that's why we harp so much on like work on your that can play into your parenting kids and yeah. how you see your kids. And I'm talking a bunch, but I, I, I'm adamant about this because if you know me, I have eight bazillion books in our household. <laughs> I love reading and I love reading everybody's wisdom and I value other people's wisdom almost to a fault and not trusting my own instinct 
And I will tell you that when you come into a place of trusting your own instinct in that God has given you these children or that child specifically for a reason and trusting that is huge and a game changer. And you, he already equipped you mm-hmm. to parent them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he, he knows the outcome. He knows all of it, right? Mm-hmm. Of like the, you were made to be that child's parent. Right. <laughs> Period. Um, and that doesn't mean it's, always easy (laughs) sunshine and roses um but i think to that like i think we uh, yes discipline um and um in in all in all of this the whole idea behind discipline um and one of the questions that we asked around this a while back was like how would how would Jesus parent? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that was part of our our kind of journey into like again not being so rigid mm-hmm. around what it all looks like, but right. knowing that Jesus like ebbed and flowed through every situation, and obviously he knew exactly what to say perfectly mm-hmm. um and we don't um but but i think that's why it's so important again um i think kristen's hitting on like the your health your physical emotional spiritual health mm-hmm. to then be able to listen to like what what do they need right now like what what does my child need mm-hmm. um and if you can get to that place i think discipline becomes a whole different um view of like it, it's not a like right or wrong it's not a um it's it's how do i walk alongside them in this moment completely different two moments from now like, right it might need something healthy enough to not um be so stuck in the mud so like mm-hmm. rigid in well this is what this um this parenting book said i have to do and like but being a little bit more open to that. And I know there's going to be a lot of people that like, you know, I think of the whole um, like nanny 911 <laughs> or, you know, like there's, I get it. And, and for us, we've, we've tried, we tried everything. Mm-hmm. And some, some of the kids, it, you know, that very rigid, like mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen worked. And for some of our kids, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think for me as, as the father, um, so any of the fathers listening out there, like I, my, my biggest thing is that I feel like on this earth as a, as a father figure in the house, our children are going to be exposed to what they think God, the father is like mm-hmm. through me more than anything else and and now there's that's not a don't look at that as like this pedestal that you have to of a like how do i how do i want the father's heart to come across Mm -hmm. in in discipline in 
fun in in all of those different ways and i think for me that was a big question of like sometimes my flesh just wants them to obey period (laughs) um because i want them to obey i want them to do something that i want them to do Mm -hmm. and i think just stepping back from it and just understand it like asking the question like why like what what is the motivation is it purely for me to get something done or something out of it right is it hey bedtime's at this time because i want to have 30 minutes with my (laughs) wife before we go to bed or i you know whatever it is Mm -hmm. and i think just again understanding what is needed in that moment um and being able to be flexible about it Mm -hmm. is really can be really powerful i guess yeah um because I think we just get so rigid that a, a, a child doesn't understand that. And sometimes they just need you to sit with them yeah. in the moment and rub their back and help them calm down. Right. And that's what they need. And granted, yes, they need discipline as well. Um, but I think that that kindness leads us to repentance, mm-hmm. kind of peace. Yeah. Um at least from our uh, experience, has been a lot more powerful. Yeah. Of like helping them, skinning them to repent or, mm-hmm. you know, to understand what's going on. Yeah. And I think that can be a lot more, um, a lot more powerful. Yeah. Um, so. I agree. I think you answered that well. So. And again. We're not experts. Oh my gosh! Um, and this this is a this is probably one of the trickiest <laughs> pieces as as far as parenting is concerned. Like, yeah. um, so this this is where I, I would encourage a counselor, a coach, yes, uh, you know, another mentor, parent that's gone through, and just just to, even just to be able to talk about stuff in can't you know candid like this is what i'm feeling i'm mm-hmm. so frustrated by whatever's going on yeah and 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 having somebody to bounce those things off of that's right. outside of your same page but right. being able to to bounce them yeah. yeah and just feeling like oh i'm not alone in this right parenting thing and, and i'm going to actually disagree with you if we're not experts in the fact of we're not counselors we're not um, we're not well-known trained. authors. We're not trained in <laughs> right, but we are experts in the fact that yes, we we survived four kids, four and under, and we now have a thirteen-year-old, eleven-year-old, and twins that are nine, and and we have done loads of coaching, loads of looking at our own stuff, loads of coming to the father and asking questions, um you know, lots of our own work and with four different kids and four different personalities of, I mean, We've seen every level, um, <laughs> and including some special needs circumstances, like those are all things that, yes, we have walked through some stuff. Granted, there are many people that have, their kids are grown and they've experienced many other things, right. but we do bring value to the table um, because we have, we have four different kiddos that we were halfway through raising them 
And so I do just want to clarify that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good clarification. Cause, um, cause yeah, I think we, in our society, we think of experts in like, do you have a, a doctor degree in child psychology? No, no, you know? we do not. And that's uh, right. So in <laughs> my, we have life experience. <laughs> my definition of an expert, um, and if you write a book from a doctor in child psychology, like they don't, that, that book doesn't have all the answers either. No. And so I think that's uh, to your point, like yes. there is, and each one of us brings, um, something to the table. Um, in our experience in walkthrough. So mm-hmm. I agree. That's good. Good <laughs> distinction. All right. Well, thanks again for asking your questions. And um, man, we do this for you and are just so thankful that every listener shares, listens. I pray that you walk away from these conversations just thinking and even taking action in some capacity of, yeah. hey, you know what? Uh, maybe later today you're about to, you know, explode with your kids and you're like, wait, hold up. I need to see what's going on with their heart. Or I need to call my husband and tell him, hey, I'm tapped out. Yeah. Let me go out tonight or whatever it or is. Go hide yourself in your room for five minutes and calm, or that. calm down. Or go in the bathroom for yeah. five minutes. Other And don't. And ignore the little fingers that go underneath <laughs> the door. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. When that we yeah we we appreciate the opportunity to be with you in the journey of marriage and parenting, and mm-hmm. uh, we do hope that this blessed you. Uh, do share it with somebody that is in the in the throes if it would be helpful. Yeah. Um, and yeah, thanks again for the questions. Thanks again for having me on. And don't forget, too, that I am available for coaching. I'll put a link below. If you are a young mama and you need somebody to come alongside, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to work with you. So, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Thanks for coming and joining me for these last five shows, six shows. Yeah, absolutely. It's not the last of them. I mean, it is the last of the series, but... You'll be back on. I'll be back on. Be a hiatus for a little while. (laughs) That's okay. I appreciate it. It was good. Good conversations. Yep. (sighs) All right. Let's go check on our kids. Make sure they didn't (laughs) let Banner out and poop somewhere. (laughs) Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Holistic Hearts. As always, leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about my mom and all the things she is writing about, go to www.kristenfieldschadwick.com.